Would you like technology to make finding nursing shifts easier and maybe even more fun? Would you like to be less frustrated by the job search process? Well, let's talk about apps, gamification, and getting the shifts you want, right here on episode 205 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. I'm so grateful you're listening, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me for months or years here on the airwaves. Thanks for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast, of course, is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas to get you going in a positive and inspired direction every day. Meanwhile, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 205. And today we're joined by Christopher Caulfield, RN, NPC, MSN. He's the co-founder and chief nursing officer at IntelliCare. We'll get more into your bio shortly, Chris. So welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for having me, Keith. Sure. It's great to have you here. And we're here to talk about technology, technology and the job search process, the hiring process, all the different ways that technology is really impacting the way we go about this thing in the 21st century. So what is it about tech that is so greatly and powerfully changing the way nurses look for work and find work and get hired? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, technology has allowed nurses to create freedom to the decisions as far as where they want to work and when they want to work. Uh, as far as looking for jobs, there's more search engines that are uniquely tailored um, towards what you're working for. Mm-hmm. And when you're actually going through the application process, there's more interactivity as far as getting credentialed. There's more customizations as far as the agency employer that's looking for you. There's more options for them to strategically follow up with you. So it's it's becoming you know easier for the applicant and also easier for the employer to find the right individual and find the right job. Right. Okay. So I'm hearing people out there nodding their heads or shaking their heads or like <laughs> putting their hands on their heads and tearing their hair out. Um, so we're going to have a lot of different reactions to these technological advances and changes, right? So we have three generations of nurses working out there. We've got boomers, we've got Gen Xers, and we have millennials who are now pretty much the largest percentage of the workforce for the most part in most places. I'm, I was born in 64, right on the cusp between boomers and Gen X. So you know, we're all in different places around technology. So people listening are going to have very different reactions to this. Some people miss the days of printing out your resume and delivering it with a cover letter to your potential employer. (laughs) I know that still happens. I help people write resumes every day. But where are we headed in terms of this whole process, just for for the sake of reality of where we are right now? Yeah, what what I'm seeing is is a 
connection device, you know, on your mobile app that connects you to your employer, to your staffing agency, and to other resources of, you know, almost the gig economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's what we're particularly focused on is the gig economy. So you can work for different facilities at any time. Um, but we're also seeing the, you know, the same type of technology that we're using being pushed over to big hospitals and nursing facilities that connect you, you know, with your agencies that you're using and also with your employer. Um, so you can, you know, decide when you want to work, which days you want to switch shifts with individuals. So it's it's a process that, you know, we have a lot of individuals that are of the boomer age and some of them some of them are scared of technology, but when they actually get into the app, you know, as long as it's designed in a user-friendly format, it it makes things easier for them. Mhm. Okay. So when we talk about the gig economy, we generally talk about that in terms of let's say those apps where you can say apply to be a dog walker, right? And people go on the app and hire you as their dog walker or an app where you can hire a massage therapist to come to your house. There's there's one called Soothe, I think, where people just show up at your house with a massage table and oil, which is really awesome. And then of course we have Uber, we have Lyft, all these other types of things that we characterize as the gig economy. I don't think nurses and healthcare providers have ever seen themselves in that particular light. And maybe it's easier for millennials to see that because they have a very different take on what working even means, you know? And I think these younger generations are embracing this notion that you're the CEO of your own career and you can run your own career and you're not owned by anyone. And that's very different from, let's say, 1950. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> you know, I, I think that, you know, there's kind of, two parts of the gig economy. There's the non-skilled, unlicensed individuals, which, you know, you could say that Uber and some other task rabbits are, mm-hmm. that right. you can kind of pick any job you want. And then when you start going into the massage therapist, I mean, it's a skilled licensed profession that they're doing home care visits for. You know, what we're doing is, you know, kind of supplementing the contingent staffing of healthcare, um, which has been going on for, you know, 100 plus years. Mm-hmm. It's just that when nurses worked for staffing agencies in the past, it was more of a a process that was rather cumbersome and there's a lot of barriers and you're communicating by email and individuals who are following up, calling you and seeing what your shift availability was. So, you know, for, for ours is more of a, it's not a new industry, but it's a supplement to an already existing industry, which is really that, you know, on, well, temporary staffing that are filling shifts for traditional facilities that are already, already using staffing agencies out there. Right. Okay. And you're the co-founder and chief nursing officer at IntelliCare. It's I-N-T-E-L-Y-C-A-R-E, IntelliCare. So you call it an intelligent workforce management solution for post-acute healthcare facilities. So we'll talk about what that means and why you're focusing on post-acute facilities. So before you founded IntelliCare, you worked in long-term care nursing informatics, labor relations, case management, and you also worked as an urgent care nurse practitioner. So you've been around the block. You've worked in various types of roles and facilities and institutions. So in terms of IntelliCare, so we already mentioned that it's an app. I downloaded it on my phone. You were gracious enough to give me an opportunity to review it for a couple hours so I could just pretend to be from Philadelphia and look <laughs> at look at a couple gigs and how this stuff works. So what are the problems and issues other than the ones we've touched on that IntelliCare wants to wants to solve? Are there other problems too, like maybe from the hiring side? Yeah. 
definitely from the hiring side, but I think you know the bigger issue that one of the reasons why I created IntelliCare was I was working in a long-term care unit, and it it was really hard to you know continue to get mandated to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know the staff nurses themselves are getting mandated because somebody calls out um, and nobody's able to pick up their shift. I think some of the big issues that we're solving is really that you know get a nurse in the next couple of hours. Um, sometimes you know somebody's calling out at seven o'clock and we're dispatching somebody at 745 because we have a, a pool of nurses that are just looking for last minute shifts as well. I so see. it's definitely, you know, that world and, you know, some of the places that we're concentrating, like you just said, post-acute, um, the staffing needs for these long-term care facilities, they don't have the resources of the big hospitals um, and travelers and other resources like that. So it's it's particularly targeting towards the the most at-need facilities and the most at-need patients. I see. Okay. So you just said the word travelers. So mm-hmm. if someone's listening out there who is a traveler, they're going to probably want to ask the question, so what's the difference between me doing this and me working for a staffing agency who calls me up and says, hey, there's a five weeks of work in Tulsa? You know, how how is this different? Sure. Uh, so say, for instance, you know, we're moving into the the Tampa market right now. Mm-hmm. And you're going into Tampa and you want to move there for five weeks. Um, you can basically go into a market, you could travel into a particular market, but you could pick up, you know, per diem shifts on the fly rather than committing to a facility for five or six weeks. So there is opportunity in our in our app and within our systems and our partners to actually book you out in advance if you go there and they they want to keep on requesting you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's prioritizations. But it's really, you know, I'm living in a particular area and there's 25 facilities in my area. I can choose which facilities I want, which times I want, um, and how many hours that I want. Okay. So my assumption is, because I didn't actually register for the app for IntelliCare, mm-hmm. my assumption is that you get vetted, you put in all your information, your documents, your licensure, your certifications, CPR, all that stuff, right? And yep. then that's how you are vetting the people. So I'm curious, is there a vetting process that rules out people who have marks on their licenses or have had issues before? So, you know, are facilities safe and are the nurses out there safe from people who maybe should not be out there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're doing background checks at the state level and long-term care is very particular. Most states are in fingerprint background checks now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing references. We're doing license checks, including disciplinary checks and CNA registry checks. Uh, so, you know, we're doing all the standard hiring practices that a traditional employer or agency is utilizing. Mm-hmm. We're just, you know, allows allowing individuals to complete it in a smoother process and get the right notifications where they want uh, to work in you know, more precise locations. Right. Okay. So as devil's advocate, I'm just thinking, I'm trying to put myself in the head of certain people out there. And I've already asked you a couple questions kind of like on their behalf, right? Yep. Absolutely. Because they're, they're either talking to their phones or, or, or <laughs> responding to us. And I can't hear them, obviously, unless they send me a comment later. So mm-hmm. one of the questions I have is some people might be concerned about walking into a facility they've never even seen and have no idea what they're going to be up against? Are they going to go into a sniff where they're going to be handed 30 patients to do meds on in the next 90 minutes? Do you know what I mean? So what I want to understand is on the app, 
I'm assuming, I think there's a way that people kind of get rated within the mm-hmm. app. Like if you no show for a shift and stuff like that, you get downgraded or upgraded within the app as a, as a nurse. But is there a way for the nurses using the app to rate the employers and say, yeah, I had a really awesome time at this particular skilled nursing facility and oh my God, this was a nightmare. Is there a way for people to understand what's happening at a facility where they might accept a shift? Yeah. So in regards to rating facilities, after every shift that you go to, you do rate the facility. Um, You know, it's a one through five scale. Anything that's a three or less, um, you can put comments back and you you actually ask, do you want IntelliCare to follow up with you in regards to this bad experience that you had? Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have quality teams, professional and clinical, that are following up with both the IntelliPros and the facilities to ensure safety. Okay. Um, you know, so if there's any issues that are going on there, we'll talk to the managers and we'll say, what's you know what's the the standard ratio that's going on here? Is this acceptable um, for an IntelliPro? We've had facilities out there that we've actually had to cut off from our service because we found that you know there's this typical ratio for both the CNAs, LPNs, and RNs was actually unreasonable. And it's something that we're not interested in as far as getting, you know, IntelliPros that actually leave our network because, you know, they they don't want to go to facilities that are, you know, outright, you know, potentially dangerous. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we have a quality method that we're continuously asking for feedback as we go. Uh, we're also putting expected ratios and the size of the floor in the unit that you're actually going to be assigned to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely want to go out and start putting more and more details um, as we're giving feedback both to the clients, the facilities, and the nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now what we recently exposed is the cancellation rates. You know, one of the biggest parts of being a nurse and working for a, a supplemental staffing agency is being canceled. Um, so oh, we're yes. actually <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so <laughs> we're exposing these, these cancellation rates um, of our facilities. So we have kind of a uh, red, yellow, green, um, as far as this facility is canceling relatively high compared to the rest of our facilities. And we're also exposing that to our clients. So we're kind of doing a behavioral modification that basically works with our clients saying, you know, if, if you're willing to cancel a lot of our individuals, less individuals be picking up your last minute shifts. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's feedback for the facilities and the nurses. And I like how you call them IntelliPros, your, your professional nurses. I like that. That's, it's. I really wanted to go with Intelli nurses, but I was overruled for Intelli pros. So. I see. That's, that's <laughs> nice because maybe you'll expand into PTs and OTs. Exactly. So nurses would have um, pigeonholed you a little bit. But I think yep. it's great you're starting in nursing because that's your background. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of the Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty nifty premiums and gifts directly from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash nurse Keith. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com so that you can receive my bi-weekly message just for you. Finally, if someone you know could benefit from career coaching with me, please 
consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, even if they do one session, you'll receive credit for one hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. And you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. Remember, that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits over time. What a deal. Those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's dig back into today's topic. So I guess another question I have is when someone works for a traditional traveling agency, a staffing agency. Some of the staffing agencies really market themselves as they care for their nurses, they're there for them 24-7, et cetera, et cetera. So I hear that there's abilities, there's an ability to rate facilities that your quality people sometimes will remove a facility from your service because it's not up to snuff. So do your users feel that same type of care that some are used to from travel agencies? Uh, Well, I mean, I would say that we actually, I mean, a travel agency from my understanding is you you jump on a 12-week shift and you don't necessarily have that much communication with the travel agency throughout that time. Right. You know, we're following up on a shift-by-shift basis um, for issues. We're also having to give feedback on every shift. So, you know, we we have dedicated, you know, a lot of our resource to expand our our call center. You know, we're not the traditional Uber that, you know, at a time wasn't even answering phones. So we're we're reaching out and we're available 24-7. You know, we have account representatives that are focused on individual IntelliPros of ours, um, mm-hmm. the ones that may have been having, you know, more bad experience that gave a couple, two or three stars. We're following up more frequently. So I would say that, you know, although I've I've honestly never, you know, been part of a tra- travel organization based on how we structured this, I believe that we actually have more of a personal touch. That's great. I'm, I'm hearing that. I'm feeling that. And um, I think that shift by shift ability for you to receive feedback and have feedback given on facilities by the IntelliPros, I think that's that's very different from a staffing agency. Because with a staffing agency, you know, you go, you do your 13-week assignment, I guess they call them, and maybe during that period you have some problems and you call your your the person, your recruiter, or whoever manages your particular work that you're doing for that staffing agency. But I bet some staffing agencies may move in the direction of what you're doing, and they may pick up on what you're doing in terms of this rating system and the gig economy, but this is quite different, and telecare seems really different. And you mentioned something in an email that I wanted to follow up on too, because we've been going back and forth a little bit. This whole idea of gamification. So I know a particular nurse out there who's very tech savvy and that's what she does for a living. And she's working in the gamification area. And I'm curious, can you explain what gamification is to people who aren't aware of it? And is it playing a part in the app that you've created? Yeah, absolutely. It's something that we've just recently started expanding on. And, you know, in our gamification, it's a behavioral modification to empower our nurses to do better in certain acts. Some of the main ones that we're doing is is showing up on time, 
not calling out for shifts and picking up shifts of facilities that have just come onto our system. So we give points and we also take away points that actually put you in different tiers. Um, we have a, a bronze all the way up to a platinum level. As you go up in scale in those tiers, you're you're able to get bonus shifts, bonus prizes, and also enter into sweepstakes. Right now, we actually have, you know, for each state this month, we're giving out $1,000 sweepstakes for the individuals that are picking up, you know, the shifts that give them more tickets. So it's, it's, it's a gaming system that allows individuals, you know, to, to definitely benefit, you know, our organization in whole, as well as some of the facilities that have a little bit harder time to fill because they're new, they're a little bit rural areas, they have a harder time staffing themselves, as well as it, it's helping the IntelliPros that we have to get extra bonuses and make more money as well. Right. And I think that whole notion of gamification is becoming very popular. We, we do hear that term more and more. And even it's not really just something that younger folks like millennials would understand. Because, I mean, I'm almost 55 this year. And I played video games from an early age. We had the original Atari, you know, when we played Pong and our on our TV, and it was it was seemed pretty cutting edge at the time. Um, now it would seem ridiculous and kind of anachronistic. But I think a lot of us, even people who are the baby boom generation, are used to and have experienced, you know, playing. I don't know what Candy Crush on your phone, and you earn a coin or whatever it is you go through. So people are used to this. Even my mother-in-law, who's in her eighties, I mean, she plays games on her phone now, and she has an iPhone as of last week. <laughs> and you know, they are all many, not all, many of them are adapting to this notion of games and earning prizes as you go. And it seems like this, that whole notion, you, you called it behavior modification. So that has to do with, does it affect people psychologically knowing that maybe they're going to like win a thousand dollar or whatever, or get a gift in the mail from IntelliCare? Do you find that those types of incentives actually do affect people's behavior? Yeah, so we found that, you know, the average IntelliPro, um, nurse and CNAs, that were kind of on the medium ground, they, you know, sometimes called out from shifts, they were sometimes showing up a little bit late, which causes some chaos in the internal facilities. Uh, there's a large portion of the ones that were in the middle that actually jumped into the higher level. Mm -hmm. uh, they're showing up on time. They're getting better reviews and ratings from facilities because they realize they can stay into the platinum and gold levels. Mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely had a you know an impact, and especially in our industry, it's 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 slightly different than being at a facility because you have a manager watching over your shoulder all the time. Right. Um, so in you know our world, it's you know I would I don't like to call it the wild wild west, but you know there's there's less supervision except from the facilities you're at. So you really have to have a way for this feedback from the facilities, um, from the data that you have on timing and callouts, and to actually bring that into one system that actually, you know, allows people to perform rather than thinking that there's there's nobody, you know, watching or monitoring their performance. Right. And people listening may be thinking or wondering what markets you're in, like geographically in the United States, where are you located? I know you're doing Pennsylvania. You're moving into Tampa. Are you in other large metropolitan areas where a lot of nurses are looking for work right now? Yeah. So we're, our home base is, is Boston. Mm -hmm. um, so we're all over Massachusetts. We're, uh, we cover Rhode Island, 
Rhode Island is a great state with Providence pretty much covers the whole area. So it's, it's very nice for our nurses. <laughs> in Pennsylvania, we're on the east side and also the west. So we cover all of Philly and all the way out to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've moved into Ohio. So two big markets of ours right now is up in uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati. We also cover New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And we're moving into Maine, and like I said, we just just beginning uh, Florida, Tampa region this this month now. Right, and obviously California is a huge market for nurses. It's mm-hmm. what is it, the fifth or sixth largest economy in the world, or something? Um, yeah, larger than France, I think. <laughs> and then Texas is also a very big market. New Mexico, That's where cool. I live, mm, not so much. So mm-hmm. we're we're very. We're one of the least populated states per square mile in the in the whole country. So you're moving around, you're you're getting different places. So this is CNAs and RNs, and you're a nurse practitioner, right? I am, yes. And your NP roles looks like they were mostly in urgent care. Is that right? Oh, uh, that's correct. Urgent care, primary care. And are you a family nurse practitioner? I am, yes. Okay. And what was your career like when you were working as an NP, or are you still working as an NP? Uh, yeah, I, I actually was was completing my NP degree, you know, as as I was starting in telecare. So I I think that my NP career was actually rather short, probably about six months in the primary care and urgent care field. So I think most of my my nursing background actually was in long term care and long term acute care. Also with the nursing informatics, you know, we were working on streamlining documentation systems for our LTAC hospital. And that's actually kind of how, you know, I, I hooked up with my uh, director of information technology and, you know, started in telecare. So it was kind of great to have, you know, the technical resources to come on and bring up a product that we can streamline, you know, the issues that we're actually having at that facility as well. Yeah. And You've also worked in informatics. That makes a lot of sense based on what you're doing here. So you have a tech background. You've worked in labor relations and case management, which also relate to me quite directly to what you're doing now. I mean, labor relations, that's that's huge right now. And obviously you want the facilities to be super happy with the nurses you're sending out and you want your nurses to be super happy. And the one question I have then for those nurses out there who don't like post-acute care, like they don't want to work in a SNF or nursing home or assisted living. Are you, or do you feel it's possible to move into the acute care realm? Absolutely. Okay. It's not on our on our agenda, you know, the next year. Um, we really feel like there's a, a bigger need for this service in the post-acute skilled nursing facility realm. But definitely, it's not something that we're saying that we're not going to join. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be other services out there that are coming out with with technology that that help nurses in the same types of picking up shifts on your own behalf um, in the acute care space. Right. So it sounds like there's room for growth that you will eventually hopefully move into acute care because what is it? 55% of nurses work in hospitals or 60 somewhere in that vicinity, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, with our particular scope, we actually, we have a lot of LPNs that work in our, our field. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the skilled nursing world, there's a lot of the RNs are more of the, the supervisor shifts. Yeah. Um, so as you come in, the state requires a supervisor. So, you know, sometimes they're working on the floor, um, picking a unit, and other times they're actually operating as the the whole facility supervisor as well. Wow. So 
Okay, I just want to ask real quick. <laughs> Does one of your nurses walk in under the auspices of IntelliCare to supervise other people in a facility they don't know? Does that happen? Uh, typically, they start working a shift as a nurse before they pick up supervisory roles. But Good. yes, the RNs do have the ability. In some states, uh, there are states out there that that require you to have an RN supervisor 24-7. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the facility is actually at a very much you know liability if they don't have that RN supervisor. So there are experienced nurses that have supervisor experience that are, are filling in um, for a particular need. Mm-hmm. Um, and this usually happens at nighttime. Um, usually in the daytimes, there's directive nurses around. But at nighttime, it's it's a legal requirement. We make sure that they're they're properly staffed with an RN to perform the duties. But obviously, you know, in the real world, the, the nurses that are there are very experienced. Right. Um, but they have an RN that backs them up as well. Okay. Well, this sounds like a great adventure for you. It sounds like a great adventure for the nurses and facilities who are getting involved. And you're cutting edge. I mean, you're in Boston where a lot of cutting edge stuff happens in terms of startups, right? I mean, absolutely. Boulder, the Bay Area, Boston, there's a lot happening in terms of startups and people are doing some things that are out of the box. And there's always going to be naysayers. There's going to be people who like, who grump and moan about all these changes, but it feels like there's no stopping these technological changes, right? In terms of how they're impacting how we do what we do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've had a little bit over 10,000 nurses work for us so far. And, you know, we started back in 2016 and some nurses just pick up a couple of shifts here. Some nurses decide to work full time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just this week, we hit, you know, a million hours of service. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's great. And I think that we've just begun spreading our, our, our technology and our process, you know, to other parts of the country. And, you know, potentially we'd like to go internationally as well. Wow. Okay. So we'll have to follow up about that. You and I will keep in touch. So where do people find you? All of this is going to be in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 205. But if someone doesn't want to go to the show notes, where should they go just picking up their phone or their laptop? Sure. Our website is IntelliCare.com. That's I-N-T-E-L-Y-C-A-R-E.com. And also mm-hmm. we're on LinkedIn, Twitter, um, and Facebook. And that's all IntelliCare. Yep. Right? Okay. Awesome. So people can go out and find you. They can, can they call and talk to someone there before they sign up for the app if they have questions that maybe we haven't clarified here? Absolutely. Okay. So they could find out more about the compensation and the liability and what kind of insurance they need to do this kind of stuff. Yep. So every applicant is followed up at least five times on the phone with a recruiter um, through the process. So, you know, we we can answer any questions that you have. Great. Okay. Because people, I mean, this is exciting. It's new. It's it's potentially fun and remunerative because people can go out and make extra cash, right? But I think- of course, nurses want to be safe. They want to protect their license. They want to make sure they're working at places where they feel comfortable. And of course, stuff happens. We can't, there's stuff out of the locus of control that we can influence the world with, right? So some things we can do and some things we can't and can't control, but people want to feel safe. And it sounds like you're offering a pretty robust service to make sure people feel comfortable. Yeah, that's, you know, one of our primary concerns is making sure that we protect, we protect our nurses. 
great. It's really good to hear. Well, Chris, I look forward to following up and hearing how things are expanding and you can keep in touch. And the show notes will be updating over time, like when, when your app changes or you're, you have new classes of nurses and providers, we can add that to the show notes so people can go back and see what's going on. Or of course, they can follow you on social or go to IntelliCare.com and learn more. So thank you. And um, I hope things are great in Boston and maybe we'll meet there when I come to see family sometime. And I wish you all the best for this, this very exciting venture. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me. Sure, sure. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to the Nurse Keith Show. And remember what I mentioned earlier, you can go to nursekeith.com forward slash episode 205 to find the links for IntelliCare, see their logo, see Chris's headshot, read about him and his bio and what he's done in his life. So make sure you check that out. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. And I want you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your career satisfaction and your personal life as well. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell and his team at thepodcastinggroup.com. And social media and promotion are capably captained by Mark Cappiespeason. Stay positive, care for yourself and others, take that inspired action, and keep tuning in again and again as we explore how to take your life and career to the next level. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, and keep in touch. And adios till next time. And this is Nurse Keith in snowy Santa Fe, New Mexico, and Christopher Caulfield in Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. Thanks. And thanks, Chris. And see you on the other side. <laughs>